going on guys welcome to episode number 21 of the proven knowledge podcast the creator series today i welcomed a texas native uh he's produced for wale he's produced for dave east og Mako, uh chaz french a lot of other people his name is super miles um i discovered his work probably a couple years ago through listening to wale he produced on one of his eps in 2018 and then he's since been on the last two Wale projects on a few songs. So I've kind of been just following him closely and everything. And I reached out to him in June about getting on the show. So we finally made that happen this week. And this episode is unlike any episode we've had so far. And the reason I say that is because I usually have, you know, questions to ask. And it's kind of like scripted. So things stay on topic. But honestly, Miles really like... It's hard to describe, you'll have to hear it in the episode, but he was covering my questions without me even asking the questions. And not only that, he went into pretty much his whole, like, the detail of his journey. He talks about how he got started really around 10 years ago in 2010. Uh, Him and Chaz French and a few other people, you know, started working together and kind of getting to getting the hang of making music and everything. And then he ended up going to Atlanta and kind of being in Atlanta during the whole, like trap sound blow up where you had metro Boomin, sunny digital you had the migos future all these other people and he talked about meeting sci high the prince and a lot of other atlanta uh, artists rappers um a&rs all kinds of people that kind of helped like shape his sound and shape kind of what he was doing and man i really just appreciate miles's appreciation for his for himself for his music for his story and he's very confident in what he does and he talks about how he has been able to really manifest everything he's wanted to do for himself up to this point and i think he just gives a lot of great uh gems throughout the entire episode i didn't really say a whole lot i just let him go because he just was giving a ton of awesome stories and i was just sitting back absorbing it so i hope you as the listeners can you know, get a lot of cool bits from uh, the story. And he has covered a lot more ground than I even thought he did, just being kind of an outside guy who didn't really know a lot about him. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. All right, welcome everyone to episode number 21 of the Proven Knowledge Podcast, the creator series. Today we have a North Texas native. Uh, He's worked with many big artists, uh, Dave East, OG Mako, Wale, many others that I'm sure we're going to get to here in this episode. Super Miles, how are you, man? Man, I'm good, man. How you doing, bro? Awesome. And like I said before, thank you for getting back with me about being on the show. Uh, it means a lot to have you here. So to start every episode off, we kind of just have the guest, you know, give a little bit of background. How long have you been doing music? What kind of made you say, I want to be a producer? All right, so... For me, it was actually pretty crazy. So, um, I started in 2010. Hmm. So, this was my senior year of high school. So, me and the um, the producer I worked the most with, my homie Chaz French, we had just been friends, like, during high school. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew he did music, but we was just friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were like talk about clothes and shit like that but yeah we was just like friends and i knew um the people he hung around with and i was just like yo man these motherfuckers is cold as hell like yo they really do this music shit so 
I had always been interested in like fruity hoops. Like I had the program, but I never actually like took it seriously. I never just sat down and like tried to figure out what each thing meant. You know what I'm saying? Like what each button like actually did. I was always just into like computers and like video games and shit. So of course, I feel like most producers always just like playing video games, just fucking around and shit. Mm-hmm. So next has and we really got close, and he was, and I started selling like, yo, I think I'm gonna make beats. He's like, yeah, bro, like, like you could do it, like you know what I'm saying? Just rock with me, you know what I'm saying? So, Chaz French, that's my brother to the day I die. You know what I'm saying? First artist I ever produced for, and we gonna get to him like later along down the lines, but he actually ended up getting signed to a major label, and that a bunch of shit happened after that, but. Yeah, I started producing for Chaz, and um, I was just so into it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm watching um, tutorials, like, every day. I'm trying to, I'm watching beat-making videos, I'm watching everything, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was dialed in. So, we graduated, and I'm like, man, I don't really know, like, what I want to do. I don't really want to go to school, you know what I'm saying? Like, my grades were good, I was always, like, a good student, but... Mm-hmm didn't really know what I wanted to really focus on as far as college went. So I was like, yo, I'm going to just try and do this fucking beat shit real heavy. So I I was already at an aggressive pace as far as like learning the programs and like the ins and outs and learning my, my chords and shit, like learning everything I could to about making beats. But that kind of kicked it into overdrive. Like didn't really have, like we got no more school, so I just got time, you know what I'm saying? Like. My parents actually, um, like, God bless them because they weren't, like, as, like, strict as me, like, finding a job. And, like, you know what I'm saying? They would, like, remind me, like, yo, you should probably, like, get your stuff ready for college. You know, you can go to community college and stuff. But they were never, like, overbearing about it. They kind of just, like, let me figure things out. So with that freedom, like, I took it into overdrive. Hmm. Like, I stepped up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I sounded like I was a more mature producer. And I had only been into it for like six to eight months at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, me and Chaz just kept working. You know what I'm saying? And I started working with another producer who works with Chaz, my homie Chris Miner. Um, we went to the same school, never talked in high school, didn't even like each other in high school. You know what I'm saying? But he's one of my best friends to this day. But, um, yeah, I started working with him, and he, and he really put me on, because he already knew how to use Fruity Loops, like, he knew everything, but he's hard, like, he's still hard, like, me and him still work to this day, mm-hmm. um, but he really, he really put me on, like, he gave me the swag, you know what I'm saying, like, he showed me how to do all these other things, you know what I'm saying, so, um, I took that, ran with it. Like, I was, like, like I said, I was locked in for, like, that next year to, like, I was just, like, you couldn't even get me to leave my room for real. Like, Chaz and Chris, you know what I'm saying? They'd be inviting me to parties and shit, like, yo, like, come out. Like, I wasn't doing it. Like, I was locked in. Like, I was ready to be a student. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, we had a couple records job, and, of course, like, we were, like, the known kids in, like, high school. So, like, everybody wanted, like, to hear the records and stuff. So, but not many people knew 
like I made music and stuff. They knew me for like skateboarding and like clothes and stuff. So we dropped records and people love these joints. Like they was like on everybody's MySpace pages, all this shit, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone, like they loved our records. And we started doing like showcases and stuff. Like um in Dallas there was a uh, I think the it was a club, I think it was called the Curtain Club. It's in Deep Element, Dallas, Texas. Um, and they had like a bunch of showcases and they would have like people from different record labels come through and like hear the talent or whatever. And one of the showcases, somebody from Atlantic Records had came through. Like, and this was like a big night because like everybody that we knew was there. And this was probably, this was probably the biggest showcase we did. Um, I want to say another label was there, but I remember Atlanta, sure. Mm. So I can't even remember the dude's name. Chris would know the name because he did some funny shit. But that night, um, the records that Chaz had performed, he was really, he was like, yo, these beats, like, yo, he was, he was so interested in the beats. He was like, the songs were cool. But he's like, yo, who made the beats? And... I was like, yo, I made all these. He's like, yo, keep my contact, bro. Like, you like, you got something special. You know what I'm saying? So mm. that was really, like, the turning point for me to really, like, all right, this is what I'm going to do for, like, the next 20 years of my life. When I just, whenever I decide to stop, like, this is what it's going to be for me. And at that time, um, the two biggest, like, producer influences for me were chasing cash and hit boy. Oh yeah. So I don't know if you're familiar with the surf oh, club, yeah. but they're they're all dope. G Rye and everybody. Yeah, G Rye. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? B Car, Chili yep. Chill, like Stacy Bart, even the early Frank Ocean stuff. Like that I'm a product of them. You know? Mm-hmm. Like they're like without them, like we wouldn't even be having this conversation for real. So I'm literally a direct reflection of that whole internet era mm-hmm. and they were my two favorite producers so i was locked in and after that um really the dude from atlantic him telling me that it really just kind of confirmed like, all right like i might be at the level to where i can take it to the next step you know what i'm saying so yeah that's really how everything kind of started mm-hmm. for me just working with Chaz, and then um Things just kind of like snowballed into other things, but yeah, that's really how I got my start. I started in 2010 and been trying to go hard ever since. So you're on like the 10 year journey, pretty much, in all honesty. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know, I didn't know the majority of the story or anything. I, like I've heard of Chaz and everything, and I've heard some mm-hmm. of his songs and everything. So I didn't know like you were that involved with like the beginning of his journey too. So, Man, like me and Chaz, like. Bro, we used to just be at my house, you know what I'm saying, like, eating ramen noodles. You know, he from D.C., and he would be like, yo, you got to put, like, syrup in your noodles and shit. Like, we would just, we would just be at the house, bro, and we was just vibing out, and we was just having so much fun. Like, me, Chris, and Chaz, and his brother, KK, uh, Eddie Vance, he's another amazing artist. Like, we was just be in my room, bro, and we was just making the hardest shit just in my room. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mom be telling me, even to this day, because she's seen all the things we've done. She was like, man, y'all used to keep me up. Well, y'all used to be in your room just banging loud. But it sounded good, though. She used to always say that. Like, yo, y'all said it sounded good. But yeah, bro, we was just in my room, just thugging, just 
making the hardest beats, like the hardest songs. And what I ended up learning later on that we was actually making songs. Like even how I produced to this day it was it's it's really similar to how I was back then because what Chaz allowed me to do was he was just like, yo, like you just do you and we just gonna figure it out. We just gonna make it work. So him being that type of artist, like he was always, you know what I'm saying, like abstract with it. He didn't want to just do a verse, hook, verse, hook. You know what I'm saying? Like we was um we was all wanted to be like doing like Kanye level shit. Like we all wanted to do, you know what I'm saying? That that level of stuff. So we would do songs with like four bars and then we just do like orchestra arrangements on it. Like me and Chris, like we would just do ideas like that. You know what I'm saying? I still produce like that to this day. But just being around Chaz and Chris, bro, like it, it was really everything for me. And that's that's good too. Like how you guys all came up together, and you're kind of just like having fun with it, just getting creative with it too. Like yeah, bro. I feel like that's that's really like the essence. You know what I'm saying? It's just like when you're just having fun, like you make the best stuff. Like you think like when you think about too much of the business, like where's this gonna land? Like what's this gonna do? You know what I'm saying like it kind of dilutes it. Yep. But even like I said, even to this day, when me, Chaz, and Chris, like we link up. It's just like, yo, we back in my room, you know what I'm saying? We can be in a million dollar studio, but we back mm. we back in the dungeon. Like, you know what I'm saying? Where the shit all started. It's like the same energy pretty much. Bro, it'll never die. Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? Like it's what it's bro, all people about. always ask me, like, I don't wanna I don't wanna cut you off. People always ask me, like, who's my favorite artist to work with? And I always say Chance French, like, that's my brother to the end. Mm. We make we can make twenty songs in a day. You know what I'm saying? Just all new songs, like all beats from scratch, like that. We just got that energy, bro. So that's my bro forever. Yeah, and you got the chemistry too, just because you've been working for so long. Like it's probably just easy to like. He knows bro. what you want, and you kind of know what he wants, and it just go. You know, what exactly, I mean? bro. So, like, yeah, it's a blessing for sure. Cause I know a lot of people don't really have that. Yeah, it's very important to have too, especially when you're starting out. Is you just have like. The people around you if you have friends or someone that you can work with and kind of just figure things out together so that's good to hear Man, you had that's that. it bro like that's 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 lucky the cheat code yeah. you know what i'm saying exactly. like even even when like you meet people later in your career if y'all had that energy and y'all had that vibe like yo let's just let's just come up with some shit if y'all have that childlike mentality mm -hmm. i feel like it's the best like always i'm always searching for that you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, it's so easy. I get even chance because it's my brother, but, like, that's that's the thing that keeps me ticking. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just meet somebody, like, you meet an artist, and they're like, yo, like, I want to hear what you want. And, like, you play on some shit, and, like, oh, all right, bet. Like, yo, let's let's see what we can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let our imagination, like, run kind of wild. And I feel like just doing the business part of it, you don't really get that as much. So each time I get it, like, I hold it close, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the people I've worked with, like, it's all been, like, super cool. And, like, I'm blessed because I know a lot of people have, like, a lot of horror stories, but I don't really have any horror stories, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm always thankful for everything. And having the relationships, too, like, the good relationship from the beginning, that's, like, how the good music comes to begin with. Like, it's not going to come if there's a bad relationship anyway, so, you know what I mean? Man, that, like... I feel like chemistry probably the most underrated part sonically. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish there's certain things I hear 
and I'm like, man, this person would be so dope with this person. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, the business side of it, it dilutes so much of that. You know what I'm saying? It's people that I, I would love for them to just work together. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my whole thing is I just want the people who I feel like will work together, work together. It's not always about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love K-Camp to work with Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Like, melody-wise, I think they match up amazing. Mm -hmm. I would love for that to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, that's, anytime I'm getting into an in-deep conversation about it, I always, like, chemistry is one of the most important things to me. Because it's just like, yo, how do you hear this and not think that would work? But y'all talking about contract disputes and this person don't like this person. It's like, man, like, fuck all that, bro. Like, the people deserve the songs, bro. Like, we, like, at the end of the day, if you're able to get paid off what you do, you're in a privileged position anyway. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, so, a lot of people, too, like, think about all the people doing work for free still, you know what I mean? And even people that, man. People that have big records and they're still getting kind of, like, the shaft as far as, like, what they deserve at the end of the Yeah, day, bro. So. Yeah. I so, mean, it's just crazy, bro. Like, I always, yeah, I think that. I think a collapse all day, and it's like half the time it ain't even me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I just feel like, man, they would be so good together. I think the songs would be so fire. People would love these songs, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? It's crazy, though, to have that vision, too. Like, and you never know, like, one day maybe some of those things would happen. So, yeah, bro. Anything like, could happen. Um, yeah, like, um, one of the things that ended up happening for me was, um, me and, so, and this is kind of like a, this was like a big turning point for me. So Chaz had ended up moving back to DC. So um, and it ended up working out for both of us because this what this is what led him to ink a major deal. But Chaz moved back to DC, and I was kind of like, like damn, this is like the band's breaking up mm. in a sense. But I always had the attitude that. I was just gonna figure out whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, a, I feel like especially like my confidence was at a certain point, you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I could work with pretty much anybody, you know what I'm saying? Especially locally, you know what I'm saying? Like, everything that we had done locally, I was just meeting up with like, like random artists and stuff. I was like getting put in studios with these people, and they were all talking highly of me. So my confidence musically was at a certain point. So where I was just like, okay, I'll be okay. So really where even the name Supermiles comes from, it's just, I just had a Twitter account. Like that was just my Twitter account. And the reason I'm even bringing this up is like I said, I was always into like computers and all video games. So like using, of course, into MySpace and all that. Mm -hmm. But I was always just into this kind of thing. So, um, I started using my Twitter to really, like, that was my number one networking tool, like, early on. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember even before I was producing, I used to watch artists like Currency and Wiz when they would be on Ustream. You know what I'm saying? And I just thought that was, just, like, the coolest shit. Like, this was back in, like, 08, 09. Like, that whole, that whole sneakerhead era when Wale and, you know what I'm saying? Like, that whole era where all these artists, like, you had, like, Fashan, you had, like, Donis. Like, people might not even know who these people are. Wow. But to me, these were, like, the coolest guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole the whole mixtape era. Mm -hmm. That's really the whole, the whole streetwear, the skateboarding. Like, when it really clashed, like, this is what really, um, 
how my taste to where it's at today. So I, I was using Twitter as my like major networking tool, and of course, my favorite artist of all time is Kanye West. So I started like doing my research on all these albums. Uh, I was always a kid that like wanted to read the albums, the artwork, like always that. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my brother, another big influence. He was like he put me on to everything. You know what I'm saying? As far as like being into Dipset. Like, listen to, like, Violator and shit. Like, that was, like, my first hip-hop album to ever listen to, like, Violator. And I'm hearing all, like, I'm hearing Nori and all these explicit-ass lyrics as, like, a kid. Like, oh, shit, like, this is what hip-hop is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he put me on to this whole thing. So I always knew to, like, pay attention to the detail. There's a bunch of people that are in the background that actually make these things happen. So... Um, of course, being a Kanye fan, I dove into everybody. Like, I wanted to know everybody who was around him. I wanted to know who Don C was. I wanted to know who Fonzworth was. I wanted to know who Consequence was. You know what I'm saying? All these people. So, um, I found this A&R by the name of J.R. McKee. Shout out to him, because he really gave me my first start, like, officially. So, I found him on Twitter. And what I used to do, because I actually used to have sound clip. I don't know if anybody remember the oh, sound yeah. clip. But I still yeah, got OG. one of those. <laughs> yeah, no, bro, that's the OG yeah, shit. Like, you was selling beats, you had you a fly sound clip. And if you had a fly page, you was selling all the beats. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons why I stay thankful and stay blessed is because I used to have a basic sound clip. You know what I'm saying? Like, just a regular joint that you just pay $10 a month for, and you get the player... I didn't have no cool design, and I ended up meeting this my homie, Hyrule the Great, you know what I'm saying, like, we ended up going our separate ways, shout out to him, because he was a web designer, so, he designed my page, you know what I'm saying, like, he he gave me, like, the Jolly Giuliano type page, you know what I'm saying, he did out the love, and he was like, here, bro, like, go crazy with it, so I had got my sound click popping, I was selling hella beats. I was like, I was making like $500 a week. So, another thing, back to my parents, once they saw me doing that, they left me alone. Like, mm. they didn't say nothing. They was like, yo, you doing anything? Like, we gonna leave you alone. You know what I'm saying? So that, like, my parents giving me that space, like, it gave me more confidence. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I was doing the SoundClick thing for a bit, so I wanted to start, like, getting more tracks. So, I used to search on Twitter, like sin beats that would be my my search you know i used to just notice like managers and promoters be like sin beats for whoever sin beats for the dirt like sin beats so so i found this dude named jr mckee and he gave me my start and he had sin beats for side out of prince and i seen that and i was like yo i'm gonna get a kanye record tomorrow <laughs> like that was my mindset you know what i'm saying yeah. i sent him beats and he hit me back immediately. He's like, yo, you're crazy. He's like, yo, keep sending me stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he asked me to send him stuff for like two weeks straight. He wanted to make sure it wasn't a fluke. So he's like, hey, bro, like, I'm going to sign you. Like, right now type shit. So this is my first time, like, getting a contract. I didn't know what to do. So I told my, I told my mom, and we had, like, a family friend. We had, like, an attorney. Mm-hmm. And he looked at it, he said, yo, it's pretty normal. So I was like, all right, I'm signing it anyway. I don't give a fuck. Like, 
I got a contract, like, I'm here, you know what I'm saying? I signed it, and he's like, yo, come out to Atlanta. So, I'm 19 years old, I get to Atlanta, they pick me up, they in a fly-ass charger at the time, like, they pick me up, they're like, hey, bro, like, we going to this Jeezy thing, like, this, this was, uh, the TM-103, this is when he had Freddie Gibbs with him. At the time, Jay Z did. So, what year is and this? Like 2010, probably? This is 20, 2012. 2012? Okay. 2012 or 13. Not too, I can't really remember. But 2012 or 13. And get to Atlanta my first night. They're like, yeah, we going to the Jeezy premiere. I'm like, oh shit. And Jeezy is another one of my favorite rappers ever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He probably has one of my favorite albums ever. You know what I'm saying? With the recession. Mm. Like, I still listen to that to this day. So, I'm like, oh, shit, man, we going to Jeezy. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, man, just get fly. We about to go right now. So, I dropped my bags off. Mind you, I ain't never really done none of this music shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I get to the crib, man. We stand. They crib. They got me standing some three-story loft, bro. Like, I'm like, yo, this music shit crazy already, bro. This is like my first taste of this shit, right? And like. Yeah, they're like, yo, this is your room. So I had, like, my own floor. You know what I'm saying? I had the same floor as the kitchen. So my floor ended up, was funny, my floor ended up turning out to be, like, a hangout spot. And that ended up being one of the best things that ever happened for me. Because everybody who was going through there, like, we was just all hang out on my floor and shit. So we go to the GC thing. And honestly, this is 2012, 13. So all the people I'm about to mention are stars now. But they was bubbling mm-hmm. at the time. So this was the same time um, 2 Chains had that A-Town, we got one. That True Religion mixtape mm-hmm. was going crazy, bro. That was what everybody was listening to. So we get there. I get to meet 2 Chains. I get to meet Sunny Digital. I get to meet Fat Polo the Don. This is Polo the Don. still fat. You know what I'm saying? I got to meet um, Kevin Lyles was there. I got to meet Mike Will. I got to meet, um, Metro was there. Like, I got to meet a whole bunch of these people and stuff. So, seeing that, like, it took me to a whole nother level. I'm like, damn, this is my first night here, and this is what it's like. Mm. And in Atlanta, like, being in Atlanta, like, it really stopped me, like, yo, like, if you in, like, if you able to get in these rooms and get in these situations, man, like, just accept it. Like, you're not there for no reason. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, that... Like I said, it took me to another level. And one of the, two of the artists, um, an artist by the name of Damar Jackson, and K-Camp was actually staying at the house. So these are my first two artists outside of Chaz that I'm really sitting down and get to work with. So, like, man, super shout out to them because I have been so used to working with Chaz. Starting with them was like, I'm starting over. Mm-hmm. I'm starting from ground zero. You know what I'm saying? But they were patient with me. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to them forever. Another producer that was there was Big Fruit. He's actually the one who told JR he needed to sign me. And Big Fruit, I don't know if people know, but he does all K-Camp shit. Like, mm-hmm. he did Comfortable. He did Money Baby. You know what I'm saying? What's crazy is I was there hearing these records. You know what I'm saying? This is crazy that they went, they went dumb. But they was good records back then, so I'm glad people received them like that. But yeah, man, shout out to Big Fruit. Like, one of my favorite producers ever. One of the coolest dudes ever. 
he really looked out for me because he noticed the stuff I was doing in Atlanta. It wasn't what people in Atlanta were used to go for. Like people, people know me. Like I, out of every hundred beats I make, I probably make like one good trap beat. You know what I'm saying? And he was just like, "Yeah, bro, like you got the shit. Like you just gotta keep doing you." You know what I'm saying? It's whoever rock with it is going to rock with it. So, shout out to Big Fruit because he was in the position to where he didn't have to tell me something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was just a solid enough dude. And he just, I guess he sensed that I was like, man, I want to I wanna contribute so much more than I'm contributing. But he's like, bro, like, if they don't rock with it, it's fine. Like, eventually things going to turn up for you. You know what I'm saying? So, shout out to Big Fruit, man. Like, he did a lot for me in Atlanta. Like, KKM, Damar Jackson, like, forever, like, in my favorite artist, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll never be able to talk down on that. And, like, just the whole period of time, like, really, like, I felt like I was a professional, like, producer now. Like, I've been in these rooms, I've been in these sessions. I was learning enough about, like, writers and stuff, like, learning enough about, like, collaborations. Like, it really... It really like opened my mind to like all these different layers of like the music business that I didn't really know about before. Mm. But yeah, man, shout out to Big Fruit. Like he don't get enough credit. He one of my favorite producers ever, bro. Like Big Fruit from Mississippi. I don't know if anybody knows the Joker, but I used to love the Joker, bro. Like the Joker when we had he had like the freestyle videos. So shout out to everybody in Mississippi, man. And shout out to Big Fruit for sure because he did a lot for me. Mm. Well, man, I, I that's freaking that whole story, man, was freaking wild. And like, I know, I've heard about Atlanta, just the city in general, and like the work ethic compared to like other cities. I've heard that it's just like, it's on another level. You know what I mean? Like, they just fucking make songs that are just like bangers and hits, just out of nothing, pretty much. And just everyone there is just so dope. So that's crazy to hear that you kind of were there, like, toward the beginning of right when that was all about to blow up. Because I know, like, twenty twelve. 2013 is when like Metro did like the Karate Chop remix and everything, and then that blew up, and then the Migos came, and then like all these people started coming out of Atlanta, like yeah. Future and everyone. So you were kind of there like right at the beginning of all that too. Man, so. it was it was a crazy time, bro, because that was really when, like I said, I come from the blog era. Mm-hmm. So two dope boys, Hot Snobody, Not Right all these blogs, man, they meant so much at the time. So, I come from that, and seeing all these people, and I'm seeing all these people in Atlanta, I'm like, man, like, Atlanta's really the shit right now, like, and I'm seeing this, like, in front of my face, and it's just crazy, like, where the game is now, you know what I'm saying, like, that whole blog area, is just pretty much done, you know what I'm saying, but that was, and I hate to even speak like this, but that was like, man, that was like the golden period, because you had Drake was emerging, you know what I'm saying? Like, you had everybody who we pretty much listen to now, mm-hmm. outside of a couple of people, and they was born out of that era. Like, you had crazy collabs. Like, I remember when that Drake and Nipsey Hustle record dropped, that killer joint, mm-hmm. and he dropped it on his blog. I was like, bro, like, this shit is crazy. And if you think about it, like, we might have never, ever heard two artists to where, like, they ended up being stars, mm-hmm. but... You heard, like, they they songs when they was just, like, bubbling and they was still on the cusp. You know what I'm saying? Like, that whole period of time was just 
so crazy, bro. Like, even, like, it's, it's, it just sucks that blogs aren't, aren't really what they used to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's now it's more so, like, Instagram and stuff like that. But, man, on them blogs, man, you had, it was just everything, bro. I saw, um, probably like a couple weeks ago, I know they just put out the XXL freshman for this year, and I saw some people bringing up probably like 09, 10, and 11 XXL, and they were talking about the amount of people that just came out of like that. And now you look at them now, and it's like the biggest people that we've ever seen. Bro. It was like Wave, Big Sean, J-Rock, Kendrick, Wale, Kid Cudi, Drake, like literally the A-list and like almost A-list artists and rappers. And, like, I don't think at the time, like, anyone really thought of it like that. But now it's, like... Because you know what's really crazy, bro? Because the freshman... And I, and I felt like this. It's, like, the freshman list, it was major. Mm-hmm. But, bro, there was so many blogs to where you look to. Like, you go on Smash, and it's, like, yo, he got a he got a story on Smash. It's, like, yeah, the freshman list was it. Of course, you had the biggest 10 or whatever. But, bro, there were so many artists at that time that people loved. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, at that specific time, like, the freshman list was definitely it. But it was like, yo, it was honestly like 20 to 25 artists that people was really listening to and, like, rooting for to, like, become huge stars at that time, bro. It was crazy. It's just weird with, like, how the internet moved. Like, I don't think we thought about it at that time. Because I remember I was in, like, middle school in, like, 09, 10. That's when I started, like, getting into hip-hop was around that time. So, like, Wale came out, Drake came out. I guess like Cuddy, all those people, all the people that I still listen to to this day, I didn't think anything of it. But then, like, you fast forward to now and just the way, like, we discover artists is totally different. Like, you got streaming, you got all this other stuff that we probably would have never thought of back then. But it's just interesting to see how it changed. But it's also interesting just with your story to see how you came from, like, you've seen both sides of the coin, in all honesty. And you're kind of like, you're living through literally, like, the change and like you'll continue to live through that whatever comes next honestly yeah bro it's it's really strange bro because like at times i feel like i don't understand a lot of the things that come out now you know what i'm saying just because my roots are so like i said i feel like what i was able to witness i had like the perfect pot of gumbo you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like from being man i remember one time we went so we was trying to find my favorite album ever is common beat album mm, love that man me and my brother man it's one of the best albums ever bro mm-hmm. like beats like concepts yeah kanye bro. you got kanye and dilla on production i don't know how you lose with that you can't ever lose bro it's like one of the best produced albums ever bro bro me and my brother we went searching for that album it was sold out you know what i'm saying like that type of time bro like that's the shit that they gave me my fire bro it's like man we wanted this album so bad man we went into they don't have the store anymore, but Suncoast at the mall. Suncoast was like where you got all the movies and posters and all the CDs and shit. Man, we went to Suncoast, sold out. And the dude was talking to my brother like, man, y'all looking for that common too. Man, I've been everywhere trying to find it. And it's just like that aspect of, man, we really wanted the music. Like the music meant so much to us. It meant more than just a click. Like we, like I said, I was, I was raised on the reading of the artwork in the booklet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my appreciation might be different from somebody nowadays who just finds it and streams it. But it's just like, man, we really, man, when mixtapes would leak, 
we be on them forums, them message boards, trying to get this new mixtape, bro. Like, and then you will burn it to a CD and you ride around with it, dog. Like, when one of the homies got a car, like, this is what all we was listening to. Like, that's the that's the, the cloth that I'm cut from, bro. And a lot of times, like, things that come out now and it just doesn't connect with me just because, like, my roots are just so different. And I just, I just remember them times when, man, like, if you got your hands on that CD, you felt like you got something for your life. Like, you felt got something that, that was really meaning something. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I don't want to say that it's watered down. Like, that's probably, like, a bad word to use. But it's just so different that you can just click play on the album when it come out at 10 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so different. It's... The appreciation can't be there, and not even anybody's fault. It's just with the advancement of technology and stuff. But man, I remember them days when you open up that booklet and you get to see everything. You didn't even really know you was what you was reading. Like I remember them days like vividly. And that's something that I miss, dude. Mm-hmm. It's getting to the point now where, like, CDs are not even, like, we can't even, like, Best Buy stops selling them and, like, all these places stop selling them and everything. And I'm with you there. Like, I still love to go and, like, buy the album and, like, look through the exactly. art and everything. Because it's just something about, like, the feeling and, like, you're looking at it, like, with your own eyes, not through a screen, you know what I mean? And the credits thing, like, I feel Bro. like credits are even becoming, like, way different how that goes. Because, like, sometimes songs will come out and things. And they won't have, like, direct credits all the time attached to them. You might have to go to social media and be like, oh, who produced this or who engineered this? And, like, I, sometimes I can't even figure out for, like, three months who made, like, certain records. Exactly, like, bro. It kind of sucks because, like, I want to, like, know, like, who made this beat that I like or I want to know, like, who mixed this song and shit. So, but it, I don't know. I don't know if they'll ever get, like, a system that, goes with like the streaming era that will work efficiently because there's so many moving parts to it but yeah that I, what you just said bro i think that's why it'll probably never be like that it's just so many moving parts mm-hmm. it's that what you getting is and like like i said like i feel like most music to people these days it's just a click you know what i'm saying like social media has transformed in such a way that is people are receiving it so differently you know what I'm saying? Like, I even, people always ask me, like, people ask me about working with Wale. You know what I'm saying? Like, people might see him on Twitter and feel like, man, he's washed or like, he's always sour. But it's like, yo, I, what, what, my first introduction to him was on a Nike Talk forum when he was talking about sneakers. You know what I'm saying? Like, Wale is one of my favorite artists ever. Like, I can't, how y'all are receiving him. It's just like, bro, the, the, what I've seen, bro, it's just like from that era, it's just like, yo, Wale is one of my favorite artists ever. I don't care what nobody says about him now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I always tell people, it's just like, yo, how y'all are seeing him and how I see him is completely different, man. Like, y'all see tweets and y'all see this and that, but it's just like, yo, I, I was, I remember, bro, like, I remember vividly when he became one of my favorite artists. And it's just like, yo, I mean, when he first got signed, he had, like, that Lady Gaga record. I'm like, man, why are you about to take off, bro? And me and Chaz, bro, like, we used to sit in class and talk about this nigga Wale, bro. Like, we used to be like, man, like, yo, just to work with Wale would be so crazy. And then, like, fast forward years later, we ended up doing it. But, yeah, bro, like, 
it's, it's social media has changed people's views on music and these artists everybody involved and I don't know, it's a lot of times it's coming from a real nasty place just because that's what social media is turned into but I always look at I always try to look at artists from like a pure place because like I said like most of the artists that I came up on I still listen to and I thank God that they're actually still here mm. you know, and still doing their thing so I always try to come come at it like from like a pure place and just like really appreciate you know saying what they're doing because it's different for everybody you know what I'm saying I think it's good too like to just view it from beyond just looking at it through social media and through a screen like we gotta remember these are people as well you know what I mean like you really don't know until you're there like I always try to think about that too like when I see someone did something crazy or something I'm like well you know, we might not see the full side of this story. Like, we really don't know unless we're there seeing it with our own eyes. So it's, I think it's always important to remember that, too. That's just with anything. But like you yeah, said, it's bro. just like people are going to people are gonna find the negatives of everything and just kind of, you know, gravitate toward that for whatever reason. But, um, yeah, bro. It's just really insane. Like, yo, I, I want to shout out Saha the Prince, too, by the way, because, like, I don't know how much time we got, but like I said, this shit means so much to me because all the things that have unfolded, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the creators just placed this shit in my hands for me to run with it. But when I first got to Atlanta, like I said, my homie JR, he signed me and stuff off of one to produce for Star High to Prince. And he would play Star High tracks all the time, bro. And, like, I remember one time, it might have been, like, 24. 14, Saha Assistant had texted me. It was like, yo, we need files for these beats. You know what I'm saying? So it was just crazy that um, that he actually liked the stuff I was doing. And then even fast forward to like 2019, bro, we in Los Angeles, California, where I live at. And I still, like, I, I still had the same mindset. Like, man, I'm, I got an email to Saha. I haven't really spoke to him since then. And I was just flaming up his email, bro. And one day he just hit me back. He said, hey, bro, come to the house. So I go to this motherfucker's house. He in Beverly Hills and shit, living good, man. I get in there. He's like, bro, I remember you from Atlanta. And I remember you used to send me shit all the time, bro. He's like, I'm so glad you're here. And I was like, bro, like, like you just made my life because it's really just... When you're doing these things, you know what I'm saying? Like, I listen to my gut a lot. And a lot of times, like, I like, I know this is right. Like, if it doesn't happen, like, I just got to keep going. Mm. And I just got to figure out a way to make it happen. And he told me that. And it confirmed everything I was thinking. He was like, I'm so glad you're here, bro. We got to make all these songs. Like, we got to make these songs for Kanye. You know what I'm saying? We got to do all these things. And he, bro, he's blowing my mind, bro. And this is like... This is my first time actually meeting him, like, face-to-face. He's like, bro, I remember you from ATL, dog. Like, I never forgot your name, bro. I remember Super Miles from ATL, dog. And he told me that. And he played me a bunch of Kanye shit. You know what I'm saying? He probably gonna get mad that I'm even saying this. But he played me a bunch of Kanye shit, bro. And he was just like, yo, we gotta finish all these albums. Like, we gotta do all this shit, bro. And I, I took that, and I just kept fucking working with him, you know what I'm saying, like, we got a bunch of shit coming, of course, but since I was able to do that, and I was just allowing my gut to, like, lead me and to do the things that felt right, it ended up actually paying off, you know what I'm saying, like, I can say that about most of the situations, 
that I, I that I've been in. Like it's just led me to all these good things. You know what I'm saying? Like and that's why like I'm so appreciative of like of everything. Like even when somebody tells me no, like I I just feel like man, you telling me no. But you don't know, bro, that I'm going to find a way to this person. Like you don't know this. But I'm telling you right now, you telling me no. But if I find a way to that artist, bro, he ain't gonna tell me no. Because I have thought about this for years and years and years. You got that persistence. Bro, I stay. feel like that's half the battle, bro. Yeah. Just like, man, like, I, this is another thing I do, bro. Like, I wrote down a list of all these people I wanted to work with and all these things I do. I wake up and I read that list every single day. Like, I just read it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I talk about it. A lot of times I'm talking to myself about these things. Just so I can hold myself accountable for doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, back in my apartment in Dallas before I moved to L.A., I had, like, a whiteboard, like, a big-ass whiteboard, and I would just write down people I wanted to work with. Man, I worked with fucking 75% of those people on that board. You know what I'm saying? Just because I looked at it every day, bro. I looked at it every single day. You know, I talked about it every day. I looked at my notes every day, and I was like, yo, I got to find a way to this person. I got to find a way to this person. I got to, I got to talk to this manager. I got to talk to this person's nanny. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was going to those depths, bro. Like, if I, if I feel like it's going to work and I need to do it, dog, I'm going to find a way, bro. Like, it's just going to take time, but that's been my attitude 100%, bro. Just the persistence and wanting to see it through. Like, I got to see it through. Mm-hmm. Like I said, a million people have told me no. A million people have told me about their personal interactions with them. I'm like, man, he interacted like that with y'all, but he don't know me. You know what I'm saying? Like, totally he ain't going to do me like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He ain't going to do me like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm the one. I've been giving all this shit. I'm going to show this one like, like what I've been trying to complete as far as my goals go. So, yeah, bro, it's just that persistence, dog. Like, I won't let up. Well, that's awesome to hear because, like, that's really the attitude you need, too, especially in, like, just dealing with industry stuff, I feel like, you know, you're going to get no's probably more than you're going to get yeses a lot of the time. So, like, you you just got to figure out, like, what you can do to push through that. And, you know, I think a lot of people think, like, it's the end of the world if they get a no, especially from, like, someone they look up to. They're like, oh, man, like, they shot me down, blah, 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 blah. Like, you just got to work harder is all that really means. That's it, You just got to go back and just figure things out. It's simple, bro. And just come back to it at the right time. But... You know what I'm saying? So... I just feel like for most people and people that ask me like just advice i'm like bro if you got a plan man you got to see it through to the end bro like you got to see the idea through till it's dry to the bone because there's been plenty of situations most of my records i even got come from me just plugging away and actually finding the person who believes with what i was saying you know what i'm saying like i know there's a lot of there's a lot of static around Tory Lane's name, you know what I'm saying? Like, but even me working with him, bro, was like one of the craziest things. Cause I used to tweet about this. I used to be like, man, put me in the studio with Tory Lane. I'm gonna change his life musically. Put me in the studio with Tory Lane. Like, I wish I had Tory Lane's email. I used to tweet this shit all the time, bro. And then I found somebody who believed in what I was trying to do and what I wanted to deliver to him. And then what do you know? It ended up happening. You know what I'm saying? And the beat he ended up using and putting out. Man, I sent that beat for him 
30 different times, bro, from different people. And they all told me, it was just like, yeah, these are cool, but it's whatever. Mm-hmm. But I found the one person who believed in me, my homie Uno. Shout out to Uno. Uno season on Twitter. But shout out to him. And he was like, yo, this is perfect, man. He played on that joint, and he ended up doing it. So, yeah, bro, it's just like the persistence, dog. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's what it is for me. I know for some people have different situations and everything but for me it the persistence like i gotta see it through i got if they if Tory lane told me no or kanye tell me no that's cool i can live with that but i can't have no middleman telling me no i can't have no manager telling me no it's like it's it's gotta be some kind of creative brotherhood and sisterhood to where we tell each other what we like about it not the people dealing with our business and not the people doing this and that like, I got to hear it from the source. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, maybe I might be stubborn, but you know say it is what it is, bro, and I'm going to keep on doing it like that. Hmm. Well, speaking of advice, I only got a few more things here. You've pretty much covered, like, you've been covering yeah, my no, questions. Hey, hey, man, you've been covering my questions before I'm even asking them, so hey, I appreciate it. Hey, bro, you, no, I'm just thankful, bro. Man, that's how it is. This story is incredible, so I really appreciate you sharing all no, this with thank us. you, bro. Um, but speaking of advice, if you could go back 10 years ago, so let's say, because we said you started around 10 years ago, is there yeah. anything that you would like tell yourself that you would do differently or have you just been kind of proud of everything you've Man, done so far? Not at all, because it's like I wouldn't change nothing. Mm-hmm. Like everything that I had to go through and figure out ended up working out just because I was like, I would always think about the situations like if something bad happened or whatever, like. I got no advice except you got to see it through. Mm. Like, that's that's it. Like, even when I started, like, I always had um, I always had a plan on what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? So if there is any advice I would give, it's just to be like, you got to have your plan and you got to have your intentions set right. Mm. And I have my plan to a T. Like, a lot of people might not even do this, but I have everything down to the exact amount, to the amount of money, to the, like, where, who, you know what I'm saying, like, the type of song, like, I have it in detail, like, I don't need no mishaps, I don't need nothing, like, you know what I'm saying, like, I, like everything I said, you know what I'm saying, I wanted to happen, like, and I, it might have happened differently, but everything I wanted to, to write down and put down, and I had it down to a T, bro, like, I wrote it as detailed as I could, I wanted to get it to its simplest form, so, Whatever powers are working it may be, and whatever energy I'm, or whatever I'm putting out there, it redirects me to exactly what I'm asking for. So, if there was any advice I would have just gave myself, I would say even be even more precise, even be even more detailed mm-hmm. about the things that I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, ten years from now, where do you think you wanna be, as far as music or just life, really? Now, honestly, I feel like. Um, I've got a pretty good, um, like I've done a lot of the things I want to, and I always joke, I always joke to people, like people in my close circle, how I'm going to retire, because that, me making music, you know what I'm saying, I always love making beats, but there's so many things that I like that are the equivalent of making beats, you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm super into is cinematography, so that's going to be my next thing that I dive into. Even if it doesn't work out, it's just something that's always interested me. You know what I'm saying? So 
my next 10 years, like, I have a couple more goals that I want to complete musically, but I probably won't be doing the industry rules, quote-unquote, quote you know what I'm saying? Like, I won't be doing the things I'm only going to do, passion projects, the things that make me tick, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be making a beat or maybe it be, like, linking people up together, you know what I'm saying? Or just finding something new to spark it, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, 10 years, I probably won't be doing replacement hunting and trying to get all these people down. I'll be more um, established in my situation to where I can just only do things that, that really excite me and really, mm. like, want me to go broke for, like, just trying to achieve the goal, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It's good to have other endeavors, too, other than just music, like, if it makes you happy, just do it, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think a, I think a lot of people just think they got to do, like, music forever or, like, do this forever. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do that forever if you really don't want to. So, yeah. that's good to like, hear. Like, for me, bro, it was always about, like, creativity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always liked the creativity. That was one of the things that, like, drew me about skateboarding. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody has their own style and tricks they like to do. Mm -hmm. So, it's just crazy that for me that skateboarding tied into hip-hop so well. And then that video games and technology tied into beat making so well. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these things added up for me that I would end up liking them. And that's what even led me into being into cinematography. Because I'll watch a movie and I'll be like, man, how does this look like this? Like, what do I got to do to, if I ever wanted to make a video for myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is it that I like about the things that I'm seeing? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just crazy, like, how all these things tied in to the things that I enjoy. You know what I'm saying? I'm fortunate enough to, like, be able to explore those things. Do you have any final words of wisdom today, Miles? Oh, man. My final words is, like, yo, whoever's trying to do whatever they want to do, like, you really just got to do it. There's no one one size fits all for any plan. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really did if you really want to do it. Like, at the end of the day, you got to push as hard as you can. You got to listen to the no's. You got to, you know what I'm saying, learn to appreciate the yeses. But, man, like, you just got to see it through. You know what I'm saying? Like, so even if it doesn't happen, you didn't do it on nobody else's terms. Like, you went out on your own guard. And I think that's what everybody should do. Well, Miles, that's all I have for you, man. Uh, like I said, I appreciate the stories because we've never done an episode like that. Usually I just have the scripted stuff, but yeah. that was way better than the scripted stuff because, like, that's, no, the raw, thank you, bro. that's the raw, like, real story that I think everyone would want to hear from you. So, like, uh, you know, I can tell you really, like, detailed and you really care about your journey and, like, you really care about your music, yeah. too. So I really appreciate you and I really appreciate you bringing that story to this show and I look forward to seeing what you have in the works coming up and everything and I wish you luck in all your endeavors moving forward man nah thank you man I appreciate your time bro thank you guys for listening today that was episode 21 of the creator series we'll see you this time next week as always hit that support button on your podcast streaming platform if you want to you know send some funds our way they all go to future episodes and making the show better so like I said we'll see you guys next week thank you